Hi, I'm Jimmy Correa, and thank you for listening to Conversations Between Addicts. Some of the most meaningful conversations I've had with people outside of my family were with people that had been where I'd been and had felt what I'd felt. It was raw, honest conversations that came after a 12-step meeting where buckets of tears were shed, or during the week when I called a friend because I needed help sorting through the mess in my head. They were the conversations where I wasn't trying to impress anyone, and I knew that they didn't judge me for all the stupid things that I'd done. This is what Conversations Between Addicts is about. I hope that as you listen, you will be inspired with hope for a brighter future and open up to someone that you can trust in full honesty. This is not a recovery program or any kind of replacement for professional help. As difficult as it may be, recovery really begins when you get real, fully honest with yourself and God. I urge you, if your life is being overtaken with addiction, get help. Talk with a family member, church leader, or colleague that you can trust. Go to a therapist or counselor. Get the help that you need. Real recovery from addiction doesn't happen alone in isolation. I know you can be free and feel the full joy that comes with that freedom. Most of all, I want you to know that you're not alone in this. We really are all together. So reach out, speak up, and let's help each other out so that we can enjoy that, that joy and freedom that comes from recovery from addiction. So for today's episode, I'm really excited to share this because this is actually uh, one of the true conversations between addicts that uh, I, I happen to be able to record. I started it out as a test run for this podcast, but it actually turned into a very real conversation between me and one of my friends that I've met through the 12-step meeting. So I'm, I'm thrilled to be able to share this with you. I did have to splice a little bit so that things made a little more sense. I hope that you get out of this what you need today so that you can be willing to show up and serve somebody. I don't care what state you're in right now. There's somebody out there that needs you and that you can help and affect in a positive way. So go out, start a conversation with somebody, open up in honesty, and we can help each other through these hard things and we can beat the the challenges that, that we face. So Please enjoy this podcast with uh, my dear friend. I don't know. So, what are what are the other? What do you think is at the root of uh, someone's recovery? What's really going to help someone recover the most? I guess. The tough one, but but for me, um, of course, turning all of that over giving that, uh, that fear to, to Christ, to, to God. Um, letting go and trusting. You know, I mean, that, that was it for me, is, is just saying, I, I can't do this, God, and I, and, and I need you, you know, and uh, ironically, that was at the point where I felt the most alone, felt the most abandoned, felt the most unwanted. When my wife had left, and 
and taking the kids with her, and I'm I'm thinking I might lose everything. I might lose everything. And but at that point, you know, cried out for help from from God and uh, made the decision to give him my life. And and understanding to some small degree what that meant for me meant some big changes meant um, willing to step into the unknown. So a minute ago you said um, to be able to let go and kind of give it to God. What do you mean by that? What do you mean, like, like let go of what? <laughs> that's a that's a good question because uh, my son who's going through you know, his struggles has asked me that over and over again because I keep on telling him, you, you know, you just need to let go and. Like, what do you mean? How do I let go? <laughs> and it's a difficult one to answer, but for me, it, it letting go just means completely trusting the plan that that Heavenly Father has. Uh, I mean, I picture. I picture hanging on, which is what I was doing, trying to hang, cling to this, whatever it was in my life. And it's like hanging on the edge of a cliff. Mm-hmm. And, and God says, you know, trust me, let go, let go and trust me. And you're like, <laughs> I, I can't let go because if I let go, this is, this is, this is going to happen. Yeah. yeah. And and he keeps on saying, no, this this is what's going to happen. But you think you see the ground, you know, two thousand feet down, <laughs> and you don't want to let go because you think you know the outcome of letting go, and so it, it's difficult for me to define. It's just. It means completely trusting God. It means letting go. You know, let Him take over and and show you what He can do. I love that visual of uh, hanging on a cliff, and uh, and God says, "Let go," because that's really that describes really well. I think because I know for me that's how it feels a lot of the times i already know how my life is supposed to go and i think that god told me that's how it's supposed to be you know being being in a church that has some pretty strict standards and uh, a very strong cultural you know culture of of tradition um you know you, you grow up with this preset idea of this is how your life is supposed to go and it doesn't always mean a, a specific profession you know but but it's you know you you go to church and there's these different milestones you hit 
you know, you, you get married and you provide for a family. And, and if you don't follow that exactly, then you must be, you know, this terrible, awful sinner. And, right. and, and you know, that's where a lot of the shame comes from. But then that let go is like to let go of that, that preset ideal that you've been raised with of like, this is how it's supposed to be. And then say, okay, I guess it's not really supposed to be that way. It's like saying, oh, the world really isn't round anymore. <laughs> Maybe yeah. it's a different shape. <laughs> and it's like, whoa, how, how do I do that? You know? Right. For me, so that, that visual is is accurate. But, but in real terms, for me, what letting go meant was um, and I've shared this in 12-step meetings, I, you know, for, for most of my life, I tried to tell God what I was willing to do, you know, how far I was willing to do this and this. I can tell my bishop this, but I can't tell him this. I'm not going to tell my parents because for whatever reason, you know, um, and and for me, letting go was, was letting go of any of my own thoughts any of them and when and when God says you know you need to do this then no questions asked that's that's what I'm going to do and it does take a lot of faith because when you think well if I share this I'll be excommunicated or if I do this I'm going to lose this you know that that's the bottom that you're seeing <laughs> yeah from letting go yeah. That's like that's what that's what I'm gonna do. I don't wanna let go of that and and when he says just trust me um some of those outcomes immediately are not are not great. You know, I mean there there's people that God might say you know, you, you gotta tell your wife because you haven't told your wife or whatever and then you tell your wife and she falls for divorce. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a pretty big outcome, <laughs> and maybe that's what you feared is, yeah, I mean, if I, if I say this, then this is going to be the result, and sometimes that's true, but we don't see what God has in store from all this, and sometimes it's impossible to see that, Yeah. and, and when I, I've shared this too, but when my wife was gone, and she had the kids, and I didn't, yeah, I really didn't know if I was ever going to see her again. And yet, at some point, I had made that decision of completely trusting God. And I remember meeting with my bishop, and he had asked me to say a prayer, and I was really emotional you know, and, and we both knelt together, and I just, I, I told him, God, I, I am going to trust you completely with all of my heart, but because I can't see to put even one foot in front of the other, will you please carry me for a little while? Wow. And 
even sharing that, I the Holy Ghost is is here. I, I I remember that comforting feeling that I had that was just overwhelmingly com- comforting, and said everything's going to be okay. And and that didn't mean that I knew. He didn't say your family's going to come back. You're going to be okay. I I didn't. I still didn't know. All I knew is that. If you continue to trust me, <laughs> it'll be okay. Wow. Now, what scripture that brings to my mind is uh, it's like John chapter 14 or something. My peace I give unto you. Now, his peace is different than what the world gives. The peace that we so often chase is that you know, security in a job, a peaceful home because the kids aren't yelling, or or a, a, a house that, you know, we feel like we can pay for. You know, all these, all these temporary worldly things when really the, the only true peace, lasting peace, comes from the Savior, you know. And what a blessing it is that you can learn that in... Even, even if it came through some of the most horrific circumstance, what a blessing it was that you could actually feel that and know His peace. Because there's probably a lot of people in the world that have never, never felt that or never recognized it. It's so interesting. The conference talk I'm in the middle of that I'll continue after we get done is. Uh, 2002 talk by Elder Ballard's The Peaceful Things of the Kingdom. And he quoted that scripture that you just <laughs> that you just quoted. My peace I leave you know, with you. Not as the world give us give I unto you, you know, let not your heart be troubled. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. And I hadn't you know, I just been listening. I hadn't really been taking it all in, but it is. It's true. But it takes it takes letting go of the peace that we're we're looking for. You know, it takes letting go of that, or the maybe not the peace we're looking for, but you know, you know what I mean. The the, the false ideas, the the false the false things that are temporary. Um, that are part of this world that um, we get so caught up in because it's right there in front of us all the time. Um, and yet the peace that, that God offers is not something as tangible. It's not as visible um, in, in in temporal terms. Yet when when you feel it in your heart and it's, and it's that manifestation of the Holy Ghost, wow, there's no denying it. And it's incredible. Yeah. yeah. John fourteen twenty seven. That's I found it. John fourteen twenty seven. Yeah. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. And I think that, that you know, you said that fear is is was at the root of your addiction, that 
you know, we're so afraid of what man can do, what the world can do to us. I mean, even even when it comes to things relating to the church, we're, you know, fear of, of church disciplinary action, of excommunication, you know, these things, that's still, you know, that's, that's, that's the, that's part of the temporal world. Uh, even though it feels so tied to, it, it's so tied to eternal things, it's, it's still a temporary thing. Uh, you know, one, I'm sure you know plenty of, um, you know, guys in, in different groups we've been in that, that uh, have been excommunicated, that have been divorced, that have gone through some of these, you know, worst case scenarios in our minds, and yet they are still, if they're willing to let go and, you know, let God take over, they're still able to get to a place of repentance and peace and forgiveness, you know, that Heavenly Father yeah. wants us to be happy. He wants us to feel this way. Well, I'm one of those people, you know, I mean, I was divorced because of my addiction 18, 19 years ago, and remarried, and then, you know, almost lost another marriage, and, but, <laughs> I'm, I'm very happy now, yeah. uh, you know, I, I feel so blessed with everything God has given to me, and, um, just unbelievably so. Cool. See why I wanted to do these podcasts? These are cool conversations. I love it. <laughs> well, I, I had another thought about fear, too. You know, <laughs> um, it was fear. How do I say it? it it's, it's its own cycle. What I was afraid of today was what was uh, flipping, you know, relapsing. So I was, I had, and it wasn't like a profound, it wasn't really profound. It was just a slight um, uneasiness or just, just a little bit anxious. And, and Satan uses that fear or that anxiety to say, I, I can show you how to mask that or show you how to hide that anxiety <laughs> by going after the thing that makes you anxious in the first place, you know. And, but how you overcome that is love and service. And, yeah. And the very thought of I I'm not going to sit at Best Buy and try not to relapse. I'm going to go do something good. And at some point the love filled my heart and I had no more fear. Hmm. 
Perfect. After, I, after I got done talking with you, I texted my wife and said, I just won the battle. No more desire to do to sin. I'll serve God today. And you could say, no, you haven't won the battle yet. You've still got three hours in Salt Lake full of whatever. But I had won the battle. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I no longer desired anything but good. And then it's like, well, what can I do that's good, you know? And cool experience. And now I'm on, you know, this spiritual high of, hey, I just made it. Mm-hmm. I just I just won the battle. And I'm, you know, 15 minutes from home. And I'm worthy. Mm-hmm. And and you also recognize, as you said before, that you know um, you won the battle, but none of us have won the war until we're safely dead. You know, <laughs> like right, exactly. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. But but what could bring its own challenges, or you know. Well, what uh, a cool. What a cool tender mercy from the Lord that He let, allows you to feel uh, joy from the victory, you know? and 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 we know too that even even in the victory, it's not us; that it's Him. You know, is it, He was the one that that gave you that love. Um, yeah. And what a what a cool cool victory. Yeah. Right, and I found it. All right, go ahead. I was just gonna say, and this morning I, I just didn't know. I was unsure where I'd be at this point, you know. And anyway, when, when, you, <laughs> when you said that that love, you know, filled your heart, and it, and it cast out the fear that's that a scripture or yeah moroni chapter 8 verse 16 and i fear not what man can do for perfect love casteth out all fear and then he goes on and i am filled with charity which is everlasting love wherefore all children are alike unto me wherefore i love little children with the perfect love and they are all like partakers of salvation wow that's Perfect love casteth out all fear. That charity, that pure love of Christ, that we we care more about others than ourselves. Yeah. It's cool stuff. And it starts, and it starts with just getting outside yourself, and then it can grow from there. And you know, I <laughs> um, Satan would have us completely by ourselves in the darkest corner, in the darkest dungeon, you know, completely isolated in our own agony, or in our own um, misery. Mm-hmm. And, and, of course, the opposite is complete light. All of your loved ones, 
you know, <laughs> complete joy with, with, with everyone. And, you know, for me, I was battling in my own brain, within my own soul, uh, of, you know, my addicted self. And I made some phone calls, and I talked with you until I didn't feel like I'm feeling in my own head. And then it grew from there to, okay, what good can I do in the world, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but it has to start simply by making a phone call, talking to someone outside your own head and keep on talking to them until until your heart is changed. Because we could have had a five minute conversation and I wasn't I wasn't ready yet. I mean I you know, we, we could have talked and I could have said I'm planning to do this and it's gonna be good and we could have hung up and I I was still in my own head for a long time. Yeah. Well, the cool thing about reaching out is something that you taught me the very first time I met you is that even if we don't feel like we're serving, even if we don't feel like serving, just reaching out to somebody, whether it be in a meeting or a phone call or face-to-face how, you know, or, or a text, whatever it is, that act of reaching out to someone else and showing up honest in, in some form even if it's not 100% yet, showing up um, is a way of serving someone else. You know, when I showed up to that first 12-step meeting and sat down and threw out my pity party of, oh, I, poor me, you know, your response was, thank you for showing up. Just by being here, you serve us. And that made a big difference for me because it was the first time I felt that that love in a long time of feeling like, hey, I might be able to serve somebody else and I don't have to be perfect. I can just be here. Right. And, yeah. yeah. And then a couple of things, or, uh, something I learned just a couple of weeks ago that hadn't dawned on me is just that reaching out is the beginning and the ending of the 12 step. I mean, so uh, step one is admitting that you of yourself are powerless over your addiction. Well, that's become unmanageable. Well, reaching out is step one. Reaching out is also step 12, which is the last step of the 12-step program. Yeah. So that, it's so cool that you're, you're doing, there's a bunch of stuff in between. <laughs> but, but reaching out is, is step one and step 12, beginning and the end. Yeah. Which totally makes sense. I mean, that's that's why I wanted to do this podcast was to be able to uh, get out of isolation and to break down that shame, you know. And that reaching out is is a, a key part of that. I think. Um, 
yeah, in the 12 step, it's right there. Yet so many of us, me included, want to go to the 12 step or study, you know, it's this home study course I can do on my own so nobody knows. <laughs> yeah. right. Right. It doesn't work that way. It's not a home study course. It's not a self-help program. Uh, you've got you to gotta get out of yourself and get out of your head and, and start talking with someone else. And that's the, my, my hope is that with this podcast, it may promote others to get out of them, get out of their themselves um, and go talk to somebody, whether it's in a meeting or if it's a, a church leader or a family man, member, friend or whoever, someone that they can trust and, and to start those conversations so that the healing can begin. Um, so the process can start. <laughs> And when you, and every time you have that thought of, I don't know if I can go to a meeting because I might see people that I know, you know, all those kind of thoughts, that's still holding on. Yep. That's still holding on to that cliff. <laughs> when when you're when you truly let go, all of that goes away. You're you're completely trusting God. If 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 God. If someone shows up that you know, then it was meant to be. Because you've, you're trusting God. Yeah. And, and that's... Yeah, letting go is just so key. And, and people think they have, but they haven't. And I think I did. In fact, I know I did. And, but now, as I continue in recovery, there's other small cliffs that I'm wanting to hold on to, you know, in other areas, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, process. But it's, it's letting go. Yeah. And, and just completely trusting. And that means... I, I no longer, I'm going to worry about who I'm going to see, what the repercussions are of, of doing any step of the program. Uh, I'm going to do it. Yeah. You've said it well. People, people get stuck in step four, but they're really stuck in step two. <laughs> if if you if you can't take step four, it's because you haven't haven't completed step two, or you haven't haven't worked it long enough. You once you come to believe that the power of God is real. <laughs> once you believe in God, once you believe Him. Mm-hmm. Then uh, the rest of the steps come quickly. If you, if you trust them, then what, what's what's difficult about it? Step four is difficult because we fear. We fear our own inventory. We fear what's going to come of it. 
Well, <laughs> if we truly believe that perfect love casts without all fear, and we truly believe what God has said, and truly believe His promises, then that doesn't, you know, that doesn't jive with. I'm afraid of what's going to happen when I do my step four. Yeah. Or or step eight or step nine, you know, with reaching out to people who have harmed or any of the other steps. So now do you think you can explain a little bit better to your son about that letting go on the cliff? <laughs> Well, I said, yeah, I mean, I, I haven't really thought about that visual or what it means is I think I've explained it in similar ways, but I, I think <laughs> I don't think he's asking me what it means. I think he's saying, I can't do it. Mm, yeah. Because you can explain it all different ways, but what he's saying is how. Not, not I don't need the... <laughs> I don't need another definition of it. <laughs> when I say how, I'm saying I can't do it. It's not an answer you can Google, huh? Yeah, it's not. That's right. Yeah, no, I get it. I same thing with my kids. I mean, my oldest is ten, and trying to trying to take back things that I've taught her you know without without realizing that I've taught her that life is supposed to be a certain way and she's supposed to do certain things and become certain things and if she's not then somehow she's not worth you know you know if she if she doesn't live up to certain expectations then her worth is is somehow tainted and 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 then trying to trying to backtrack on that and, and tell her no 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 <laughs> Don't listen to what I've taught you by bad example. Listen to what I'm saying to you now, you know. And and that's that's my challenge right now is how do I show her that letting go of of those things is is really okay, and and that you know to trust God and and just let Him take over, you know, no matter what that is. Yeah. <laughs> and so it goes, and so it goes. I'm just getting right. tired of parenting. So. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yep. And every kid's different, so it's going to be a different approach to trying to teach them that, and then so we can teach all we want, and then it's, they experience it, you know, in their own way, so... Thank you so much. I really appreciate you 
doing this with me. This has been a good experience for me, and I'm looking forward to doing this more. So this will be, be cool. Uh, I just hope that the thought that I had, I just hope that the other people I want to talk with can, can come from a place of humility also. Um, I know it's I know it's easy once we have those victories to feel like that we won. I, I mean, I was there just a couple of weeks ago when I was talking to you in in that place of pride, thinking, "Oh, I've got this," <laughs> and God's like, "No, you don't. You need my help still." <laughs> yeah. Um, and I I feel that way sometimes, and it's it is a challenge, and um. It's it's just like the twelve step program. You're never done with it. You know you, mm-hmm. you just work steps, just work them. And I I liked your thought about until you're safely dead. You know that. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you, my friend. Yeah, you too, Jimmy. I appreciate. I really it. appreciate it. Hi, this is Jimmy Correa. I'm the host of Conversations Between Addicts. Thank you so much for joining us, and I hope that you'll visit us at our website, www.jimmyandshelly.com. It's J-I-M-M-Y-A-N-D-S-H-E-L-L-Y, where you can find out more about me or my wife, Shelly, and here are some of the things that we enjoy doing. Most of all, I hope that you will share this podcast with someone else. My experience has been that every family is hit with some kind of addiction, depression, some kind of a big challenge like that. And it really takes having an open, honest conversation to strengthen and build relationships. I know that that's been a huge blessing in my life, and I hope that you will reach out and start those conversations with someone else because it's hard to start sometimes. Most of all, I hope that you remember that there are people out there that need to have those conversations with you. They need to hear honest, open, heartfelt feelings and know that they're cared about. Really and truly, there are people depending on you. So go out and share. Go out and talk with them. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.